Good afternoon and happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day. It is January 17th, 2022. Welcome to the One America podcast. We will be back on a regular scheduled programming in February. I'm on a hiatus right now as we are finishing up uh, the book production of my next book, book number four, hit stores in late April 2022, Be the One You Need, 21 Life Lessons I Learned While Taking Care of Everyone But Me. I think you're going to love it. Um, I want to talk today a little bit about something that I'm feeling some kind of way about. I'm very upset with the Republican Party right now. Um, This isn't a new thing. I haven't been happy with the Republican Party probably for a long time, probably since 2008 forward. Uh, I was a Republican, as many of you know, uh, for many years, a pioneer in the party, a first uh, in many achievements as a black female, certainly moderate, center-right conservative. But during the Trump years, of course, I just, I can't be on board with that kind of conduct because it offends my code as a human being. It has little to do with politics. It has everything to do with a code of how we live our lives, of how we treat one another, of how we love one another and speak to one another. And we all have bad moments. We all say things that we probably shouldn't have. And when we do, we need to apologize. And we don't need to just apologize, but we need to go about trying to figure out how we can listen to one another, um, sit down and talk at that table of brotherhood and mutuality that Dr. King spoke of so eloquently in his letter from a Birmingham jail. Uh, Listen to the uh, Be The One You Need podcast today on the Inspirational Podcast. I talk about that. And uh, But I want to stay with politics here because that's what One America podcast is about. Everything American and American culture and politics and life, culture, etc. And I want to open with some words because I am over. Let me be unequivocal. I'm Virginia has a new governor uh, and Governor Yunkin. And I really want to see this man succeed because I think when he succeeds, the Commonwealth of Virginia succeeds. And when he doesn't succeed, that hurts our great Commonwealth. And I just think that whoever's advising him, with the exception of some amazing African-Americans, people like Kay, Coles, James, and others who I know are amazing and are are given the right advice. I think that um, we have to do more than quote Dr. King's content of our character and not the color of our skin. That's being used as a means of, um, it's hypocritical, it's disrespectful to Dr. King, and it is completely taking his words out of context and not putting them in their full context. And I want to do that on this One America podcast today because I'm annoyed by it. And I'm annoyed because you can't say that you support Dr. King's dream and you support equality and you support American freedom and values and ideology, but you won't acknowledge that there's still racism, that you won't acknowledge that there is systemic racism in our infrastructures. Of course there is, America. We had... Over 300 years, if you go back to the 1600s, when America begins as a colony right here in Virginia, 1607, and you come forward to 1907, you're in the height of Jim Crow, okay? That's 300 years. 
And if you start from the founding at 1776 and you go forward to 1976, which was 200 years, and you consider that just in the 20th century, just in my lifetime, I was born in 1967. I turned 55 just a couple weeks ago. And in my lifetime, just two years before I was born, black people got the right to vote officially. A right that was granted to them, by the way, by the 15th Amendment for black men in 1865. Now, I want you to think about that for a moment, okay? It took another 100 years before a right that was granted post-slavery was actually had to be reinforced by an act of Congress because of the simple fact that it was not being upheld and it was not being honored, Okay? So please stop with the quoting quotes that make you feel good about saying something, Kristen Cinema and Joe Manchin, when you vote against voting rights. Never before in any presidency, the last president to sign the Voting Rights Act extension was in 2006, and that was George Walker Bush, a Republican. Unanimous in the Senate, Democrats and Republicans. And here we fast forward, you know, another, what, 14 plus years? And we can't get one Republican to support it. And we got two Democrats that are wavering. I don't know what happened to us. I don't know where we are. I don't know why in the hell black people still have to have our right to vote reauthorized. Because we're citizens like everybody else in this country. But I know we're headed down the wrong path. And I want to set the record straight on this Martin Luther King holiday. And I want you to hear something else that he said in the I Have a Dream speech. And then I'm going to leave you to sit with it because it speaks for itself. And here's what Dr. King says. And this is, is pretty much at the outset of his speech. It's when he's setting the tone for what he's going to say. And he has done his introduction five score years ago, a great American in whose symbolic shadow we stand today. Signed the Emancipation Proclamation. He's talking about President Lincoln, of course. And then he goes down and he says, but 100 years later, the Negro still is not free. Now, of course, Negro was the term used to describe black people in the 1960s. In fact, my birth certificate says that. Uh, born in 1967 in Germany. But my American birth certificate, the one my father in the military, both my parents citizens, so I'm a naturalized citizen at birth, says Negro. But here are the words I want to focus on. And I want you to listen. Because these are the words that matter. The content of our character should always be the barometer by which we are judged. Oh, what a perfect world it would be if we didn't look at people's race or their gender or their sexual orientation or whatever it is and judge them accordingly. The fact is, as human beings, that's exactly what we do. But here's the real, the real heart of this speech, if you ask me. And Dr. King says this. He says, when the architects of our republic wrote the magnificent words of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, they were signing a promissory note to which every American was to fall heir. This note was a promise that all men, yes, black men, as well as white men, would be guaranteed the unalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. 
It is obvious today that America has defaulted on this promissory note insofar as her citizens of color are concerned. Instead of honoring this sacred obligation, America has given the Negro people a bad check, a check which has come back marked insufficient funds. But we refuse to believe that the bank of justice is bankrupt. We refuse to believe that there are insufficient funds in the great vaults of opportunity of this nation. And so we've come to cash this check, a check that will give us upon demand the riches of freedom and the security of justice. We have also come to this hallowed spot to remind America of the fierce urgency of now. There is no time to engage in the luxury of cooling off or to take the tranquilizing drug of gradualism. Now is the time to make real the promises of democracy. Now is the time to rise from the dark and desolate valley of segregation to the sunlit path of racial justice. Now is the time to lift our nation from the quicksands of racial injustice to the solid rock of brotherhood. Now is the time to make justice a reality for all of God's children. And he ends this important section of his speech with this. It would be fatal for the nation to overlook the urgency of this moment. This sweltering summer of the Negro's legitimate discontent. I want to park there. I want you to hear that word again. Legitimate discontent. I'm going to come back to that. Will not pass until there is an unwavering, invigorating autumn of freedom and equality. 1963 is not an end, but a beginning. Those who hope that the Negro need to blow off steam and will now be content will have a rude awakening if the nation returns to business as usual, end quote. Okay, I'm going to pack this up for you quick to, again, pluck out of this amazing speech, one of the greatest ever given, right up there with Lincoln's Gettysburg Address. Dr. King is giving America a charge, an ultimatum, if you will, a a stern talking to, a, a come-to-Jesus moment that, This is who you said you were in 1776. And and yes, we know slavery had been ongoing in this great republic of ours long before it was a republic in the colonies from 1619 forward. And what Dr. King is doing is he's challenging America to look in in the mirror and to live up to her values, to live up to this Thomas Jefferson, a slaveholder who fathered six children with a slave, Uh, Writing these amazing words that all men are created equal, meaning all men except for some. And Dr. King is saying, no, that has to apply to us too. Something that President Abraham Lincoln believed as well and talks about it in the emancipation. And what I want you to take away from this is that the reason black people are discontent the reason that black people are still marching, the reason that there's Black Lives Matter, the reason that there is a call and a cry for voting rights, the reason President Biden is angry and, and feels like people are are still stuck in a time warp of Jim Crow and like Bull Connor and, 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 and George Wallace is because there's discontent that is based in real inequity 
in real pain, in real discrimination, in real wealth gaps, in real health gaps, in real housing gaps. All of that is real. One of the ways we're going to heal in this country is when we start believing each other. When a black person or a person of color tells you that they are experiencing something or that they feel some way, do not denigrate them and tell them that they really don't feel that way or that that's not true. How dare you? When have you walked in someone's skin that doesn't look like yours? How does a rich white man worth tens of millions of dollars fix his face to talk about the fact that there are no more inequities or systemic racist problems in this country? How would you possibly know that? When that has not ever been your experience. We're not going to get this thing fixed until we start telling the truth. And the whole truth and nothing but the truth. And he says this. There will neither be rest nor tranquility in America until the Negro is granted his citizenship rights. The whirlwinds of revolt will continue to shake the foundations of our nation Until the bright day of justice emerges. That is what this is about. If you're wondering why there's a backlash. Why we want history taught accurately. It's because until we tell the truth about our beginnings. And our foundations. And about this mutuality. And about our history. We cannot heal. We will not come together. We will not unite until we start dealing with what is. Not the way we might want it to be or the way we hope it is but how it is that's true in every relationship that you have with any person that you love on this earth you got to operate in honesty and integrity and transparency and if you don't do that you don't have anything that's all I want to say today I want to I want to tell Republicans stop it you got to stop Mitt Romney I'm so disappointed in you because I really like you and, and some of the other so-called moderates. And Dr. King said a whole lot about moderates. Just Google that and look that up for yourself. But he, he talked about the dangers of the white moderate because they, they really embraced the status quo. Those were the people saying, oh, don't have the march at Selma. Don't have the march on Washington. Don't do the bus boycott. Just give it time. Just let it work itself out. No, it's Colin Kaepernick. Say what you want about him. Why does Aaron Rodgers and this other boy, this tennis boy, they can be bad boys, do whatever they want. They get a fine and everybody loves them. Colin Kaepernick knelt in respect and honor. He didn't put his fist up. He didn't do anything disrespectful. He knelt to express his concern for black men being killed at the hands of police. Randomly and wantonly. And then George Floyd happened. And then the NFL had the nerve to embrace Black Lives Matters and everything, but Colin Kaepernick still doesn't have a job. That's what we're talking about, folks. That's the inequity. That's the pain. That's the systemic racism. That is what we're talking about. That's real. That's not made up. That's our reality. Every time a black person gets in a car, self-included, I know that if I get stopped by the police, my heart starts to beat fast. I can. T- I start breathing. I'm afraid. Because any wrong move, anything perceived as disrespect, I may as well be living in 1954, Alabama, Virginia, wherever. Because if I say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing, it could end up in my execution. That is real. That's not hyperbole. That's not made up. That's something no white person ever has to experience or fear. Google the 
the videos of white citizens talking back to police and mouthing off to police and getting in their face. No black person can do that. And we all know better. Am I living in 1934, 44, 54, 64? Am I living in 2022? I want you to understand what Dr. King is saying in this speech. Because it is so much bigger than the, the lines that my uh, fellow conservatives and Republicans like to bring up on this day. Every year without fail. Yet they vote against everything that has anything to do with what he talked about. We got to do better. We got to change. Got to do better and we got to change or we're going to lose this great experiment of ours. We're going to lose it. We're going to lose it in a bad way. I hope you're having a good day. It's cold here in the southeast and the northeast. It's freezing, actually. It's snowy. It's cold. Um, great day to be in. A great day to honor Dr. King. Watch Selma. Watch all the great movies and read to your kids and just talk about this. So Thank you for joining us. We'll resume again in February. I'm very excited about this year. Good year. Um, I hope you're having a good start to 2022. Stay safe. Mask up. Get your booster shots. Um, Hopefully Omicron will be out of our lives soon. And hopefully we'll resume some normalcy starting in the spring. Have a great day. God bless you and God keep you. Until we meet again.